Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we are speaking with Ashley Perkins. And Ashley is one of the coaches that I've got to work with and get to know through Transcend Academy with Rachel Joy. And I kind of loved everything about getting to know Ashley. And I knew she would be an incredible guest for this episode. But wow, she's about to blow you away because she shares so much of her story and what ownership means and what it means to take radical responsibility for yourself and what the healing journey looks like and how we can create those changes in our own lives by committing and doing the work. So Ashley is a master level embodied business coach. She helps dedicated coaches, healers, and service-based business owners integrate the wisdom of their energy and subconscious mind, heal through their emotions, and create authentically successful businesses online using strategies that are true to them. With powerful tools and transformative modalities, Ashley's signature coaching method combines master level neuro-linguistic programming techniques somatic embodiment practices, and proven business strategies that empower people like you to confidently step into their identity as CEO, maximize their mission-driven work, and their impact on those they serve. This episode will blow you away. Welcome to the show today, Ashley. I am so thrilled to have you here. I'm so thrilled to be here. Thank you for inviting me. My pleasure. So I cannot wait to get into your story, but I really want to give people a chance to get to know you. Can you tell everyone where you're from? Yeah, I am from a place in Ontario, Canada. I generally say (laughs) Toronto because most people are like, what? But if you want to get really specific, I'm in Newmarket, Ontario. It's about an hour north of the city here in the beautiful Canada. I love it. It's so funny because there's so many people that I interview and not as many from Ontario. So I love it. Like, yeah, right. You got to represent Canada. I got to represent Ontario. We're here for it. And now everyone's going to be listening for our abouts and how we say certain things. I should love that. People say your accent. I'm like, really my accent? Like I, I can't hear it, but everyone else tells me about it, but I can't hear it at all. I get messages all the time and I'm like, okay, I guess I have an accent. (laughs) (laughs) We'll go with it. All right. So are you a reader? And if you are, what has been the most impactful book that you could share with us? Oh, great question. I am a reader. I'm an avid reader. And I think a book that's been the most impactful that immediately jumped into my mind was A Course in Miracles. That was the book that I dove headfirst into on the beginning of a spiritual journey, what feels like forever ago. Well, I guess it was, it was 10 years ago when I was 20 years old and it just really, it changed my perspective on so many things and it changed my perspective on myself. And I mean, it's a massive book. I've, I've <laughs> only been face. through it. I've only been through it once, but I keep it nearby always because it's one of those books I find you can just flip to any page and receive mm-hmm the divine guidance that you need at any given point in your day, in your life. That's such a great book. And it's interesting because if that was one of the most impactful books that you dove into early, Mm -hmm. that was the universe's sign for you that you were on a spiritual journey because that is not a light book or an easy book to dive into. And the same, I've never been able to do it as a book. I've seen lots of book clubs where they do it, but it's one of those books I have on my shelf that I will literally open up something. And it's like, oh, I needed that message today. Like, it's just something that it lands, 
but it's just, I'm laughing because that's obviously the journey that you were meant to go on. So that's right. Perfect. Do you have a quote or a mantra that really grounds you or describes who you are? Mm. One that I have always kind of lent on or leaned on, um, and that I find myself always going back to is I allow whatever is meant to go to go now so that what is meant to come can come now. Oh, could you say that one more time? That was just beautiful. Beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. I allow what is meant to go to Mm -hmm. go now so that what is meant to come may come now. Wow. Okay. That's a great one. I have not had that one said here before, but I love that. I love that because that's along the premise of what's meant for me will Mm -hmm. find me. Like if, as long as I let go of what I'm not supposed to carry, so there's room for it to find me. Yeah. I find when I, when I say it, I'm instantly, you know, grounded in presence and reminded to bring it back to, it's not so much about, you know, the doing and the going and the getting. And especially in those seasons, it's when I need that pause of whoa, Mm -hmm. whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. Just allow what's meant to go to go so that what may come can come now and know that, like you said, what's for you is for you and it's not going to miss you. So there's no. no need to go out and hustle and grind and get it, like enjoy it and every step of it along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can see now why, um, what a lot of you don't know is that Ashley has been my coach in Transcend Academy. And if you know me and you've listened to this podcast, you know how important these lessons are for me personally, I'm going to say, because that has been, um, the hustle has been part of what I have done for so many years because hustle was what my understanding as an entrepreneur was, is that you had to do. Yeah. What is that? How does that land? Not just for me, but for anybody who's listening, how does that message land right now? And what do you have to say to that? Mm, yeah, I'm right there with you. I know. <laughs> In terms of hustle, I saw from a really young age, having one parent who is an entrepreneur and another who is, you know, my mother, who's a provider, both of my parents really hustled for everything and instilled that in my sibling and I that, you know, nothing comes for free in this life and you have to go out there and get it and, you know, work for it. And so from a really young age, it was always overperforming and overachieving to really receive that love, that recognition, that sense of safety, security, and belonging in my family unit. And so of course, naturally, as I was seeing modeled for me and what was being instilled in me, I brought out into my life in every area of my life in health, in relationships in academia, in every way I've always up until I was about I don't know, 26, like not that long ago, um, really hustled for everything, hustled for my worth, hustled for everything I had in my life. And that's been a big journey of unlearning for me since then. Mm -hmm. That's so good. So what made you change your way of thinking? If you could take us back to even I know, right? If you take us back to even that 26-year-old who's like, okay, this there has to be a different way to do this because this isn't working. By this point, you've already been, you've already dove into a little bit of, you know, um, of course in miracles and been doing those things, but what what hit that point where that where you shifted and where it changed? Mm. That looked like. I think, well, everything actually really came to a head two years ago mm-hmm. and I was given multiple nudges from the universe years, my whole life prior. So like to really take it back, yeah. um, when I was younger, I was a competitive professional athlete in figure skating. Um, I was actually fun fact ranked number two in all of Canada by the time that I was 14 years old. So you can see this, oh pattern, my goodness. this oh. pattern of overachieving and hustling. And so I was getting nudges all the way back then where, you know, as a young 
girl becoming a woman, I was sort of put into this box of who I had to be and how I had to look and how I had to perform. And I was working at that age with several different coaches, including, you know, nutritionists, dietitians, because your body was a machine, right? It was something to be used to enhance performance. And so that created this idea in my mind that there's this disconnect here. There's like me up here, I guess, in my mm-hmm. head where there's this personality, there's this idea, there's these thoughts and these feelings, but the body is simply this vessel. It's meant to be used, mm-hmm. right? And so I was getting nudges back then when I would injure myself really badly and be out. And that sent me down you know, a lot of negative spirals mentally, not being able to use my body, not being able to hustle, not being able to perform, not being able to achieve, Mm -hmm. where in those moments, really, the universe was like, darling, like, you need to sit down, slow down, and create a union here with your head and your heart and come back to your body and create a loving relationship here. But I didn't listen. So I'm also 14 at this time. Sorry. Let's just, right. Like that's it. Yeah. 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 That's That's really tough to do. And that really gives an interesting picture. I just want to pause for one second, if that's okay. That creates a really interesting picture. Um, When I was working in physical rehab as a kinesiologist, I actually got brought on by a skating team, a figure skating team to work with youth. I struggled so much during that time watching it. I'm like, I can't. I don't think people understand what the level of commitment and over the line commitment that is required for athletes at those ages. So I I really struggled. I'm like, okay, but what I can't help them be better with this because they're literally breaking down over here. And it's, it is, it's really, really, it's, it's, it's so tough, so demanding that it really consumes so much of you. And I, I think it's such a great example of the sense that there's this divided of what your head and heart is. Your body's this physical entity that has to do this and it is separate from what, and then your brain's trying to work on choreography and all these things over here. What a, what a interesting picture. I just want to paint that and share that. Cause I, I did see that many times and I'm like, I, I can't, I just struggle with watching it. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And I mean, I'm sure similarly to you, the people that were on my literal team, I had a team of people (laughs) working with me, um, which was amazing, but you know, they're there to do a job and the job is the body, right? It's not supporting the individual. And how are you and how are you feeling about all of this? It's we need to get the body back up to speed so that you can continue performing and achieving on behalf of this club, on behalf of what we're creating here. Yeah. So it's so much more, like you said, than just the individual, right? There's, there's such a system behind it that drives all of that. And I got completely wrapped up in it. It was, it was my life. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, even at that point I would wake up at four in the morning, go train for two hours off ice and on ice, come back, get ready, go to school, leave school early and go do it at night. Like we used to joke that I should just sleep at the arena and not at my home. Wow. Yeah. So I was getting lots of nudges back then, of course, um, because I was so disconnected from my body. I wasn't awake. Like I wasn't listening to them to me. those were mistakes of my body. My body was flawed because it was broken. It was breaking down, right? It wasn't serving me and what I wanted to achieve. So I kept going and those patterns kept perpetuating themselves. And, you know, you fast forward a little bit and even throughout school that overperforming, overachieving was in, in my schooling and academia. I wanted to get into the best schools, the best programs, get the best grades. And so I did. And same thing at school. I graduated. (laughs) You're going to laugh, but I graduated with a double major. I have two degrees actually. Um, And I did it in an accelerated four-year program. However, while I was there, I was hospitalized at least once a year for complete adrenal fatigue because I was pushing myself and because I was pushing myself at that point when I was like 18, 19, 20, 21, in those years of school, 
I resorted to a sense of escapism, mm-hmm. wanting to get out of this hole that I had spent my life putting myself in, in so many ways, not that what I was doing wasn't important to me, but I knew there was another way, just didn't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. So I got very involved with drugs and alcohol and anything that would allow me to go from this hyper vigilance and this on and this doing all the time and being on all the time and doing it the best and having the best to like this hypo, like completely almost like out of my body, out of my head where I didn't have to think about anything. I didn't have to feel or process anything. And that went on for years. Again, me not listening to my body, me not paying attention to the signs where I'm like, I'm routinely putting myself in the hospital here. No one else is putting me there. This is, this is all me. Mm -hmm. I I can see it. And I just um, want to pause for one second because anybody who's listening, this has, I, I can't even count the number of people I've spoken to in the past year as we've gone through this pandemic where you talk like from hypervigilant to hypovigilant. And that's literally what people are doing. Completely like wanting to deal with what's happening, not sure what to do, to going, oh my God, I can't. Let me just watch Netflix for three days. Not there's no judgment criticism either end, but that seems to be this, you know, heightened times of stress is like, oh my gosh, I can't deal with any of that. So I'm going to go over here and numb out. Meanwhile, over here, the problems are only amplifying because I don't want to address them. Yeah. 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 And a lot of things came to a head in that window. I I was also in a really abusive um, relationship that was physically, emotionally, mentally um, abusive. I actually became pregnant and uh, experienced a miscarriage because of the abuse and what I was doing to my body with drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. And again, <laughs> was not really willing, able, and quite honestly, capable of mm-hmm. dropping in and, and processing all of that. So it took a fourth hospitalization, my relationship ending, and all of that coming to a head to me to, to have me come to this point where I was like, I'm, I'm going to die. Like if I keep doing this, I'm going to die. I'm not going to make it to my 25th birthday. I'm not going to make it to my 30th birthday. I'm going to leave so much undone, so much unexperienced and awake of heartbreak behind me. There's so many people that would just be deeply impacted by my absolute reckless abandon for the gift of life that I've been given. And by some divine intervention, (laughs) I was gifted a course in miracles Hmm. by a very, very, she's my best friend. She's still my best friend. And she's the only one really who's been behind the scenes for my entire life and all of that. Mm -hmm. And she very lovingly handed that over to me and, and funny, like she's very funny said, I have not read it. (laughs) I have no intention of reading it, but the reviews online made me cry. And I've turned to a couple of pages and I can see how, for the right person at the right time, this might be life-changing. And I think this is the right time for you. Wow. She, her, her following her intuition at that time, even if it didn't fully make sense as to what she could do with it and how she could help you mm-hmm. is, was that powerful. I love that. I love that part of the story. And I'm, I mean, obviously I'm grateful that somebody stepped forward and did that. And you also had to be in the space to receive that message. Yeah. Yeah. And I really was, like I said, I just hit that moment of it's that way. Like I continue and I lose everything, including my life Mm -hmm. or, you know, I buck up 
and get serious about looking in the mirror at the person who's at cause for all of this and processing everything that she's experienced because my experience is valid and there's so much that happened over the course of my life, even up until that point when I was like 21 years old, where it didn't get its due diligence. Mm -hmm. It didn't get its space, its time, its love and attention. It just got pushed down and pushed down and pushed down until everything erupted. And so I, I picked up that book. I read it front to back over the course of several months. And over the course of those several months, I took other steps to really process, integrate, and and come home to myself because I had no idea who the hell I was. No, like it's, I, how could you? Because in a sense, that's literally what you had been not chasing, but trying to figure out. I mean, a lot of people are trying to figure it out, but you also were in the space of having a lot of physical, emotional traumas, challenges and piling on. And if you're not sure of who you are, as most of us aren't until we're at a breaking point, then it's really tough to handle those, that, that level of challenge and what you were going through. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, okay. First off, thank you so much for sharing all of that because we're going to dive into a little bit more. What I want to ask you is own your choices, own your life. Um, you know, me, you know, I'm all about ownership. How do you, what would be your recommendation for somebody listening? How do you take ownership without assessing blame or like beating ourselves up at the same time? Cause we know that doesn't create a solution. Yeah. Just would love your take on it. Cause I know you have some incredible insight. Well, for me, based on my experience and, you know, that's really all I can share from and and speak on. It's okay. If you're really pissed off at first, I, I was really angry and almost childlike, like throwing a tantrum, not wanting to work on things, not wanting to see all of these fragmented pieces of myself that needed love and attention to come back and integrate it into wholeness. I was really angry at a lot of people, myself, most importantly, and above everyone else. But again, because I was really just shifting into being at cause and living at cause, I also was angry at a lot of other people for you know, setting me up to be in circumstances that created trauma for witnessing the trauma and not doing anything about it. And I I think like the first step is to allow yourself to feel that, allow yourself to feel that anger, allow yourself to feel that resentment, allow yourself to feel bitter, anything, anything that you need to express it express it. Now, I don't always suggest expressing it to those individuals that you may um, have any of those emotions towards in that moment. Um, A big thing for me was working with a trauma-informed therapist who could help me come to a place of neutrality around those experiences where I was then able to sit down and have very conscious, open, mature conversations with people in my life who I intended to keep in my life, who needed to know that they played a part and how it affected me and that I forgive them regardless of whether they recognize the trauma that they participated in or not. So I always, I've mentioned this to Marsha on a coaching session before, but when you're in step one and you're feeling all the things If you just need to beat up a pillow or your bed, like take a baseball bat to your bed. Um, There's even been times in this pandemic where I've walked out into the backyard and families are barbecuing and children are playing. And I don't know if I'm allowed to. You absolutely are. I run out onto the back deck and I'm just like, fuck. (laughs) Like you just need to get it out of your body because your body stores all of that. It stores all of that energy of the emotion. It stores your lived experiences and that manifests as so many things, illness, dis-ease, everything. And we don't want you erupting like a volcano like I did. So acknowledge it, feel it, then talk to someone who can actually help you do something about it. 
And for me, that was a trauma-informed therapist. For you, it might be something totally different based on your lived experience. Mm -hmm. For me, trauma-informed therapy was necessary. And I'm still working with that same therapist because I'm a firm believer that although at that point in my life, I had hit a rock bottom, you don't need to hit a rock bottom in order to receive support, especially in today's day and age at this time of this recording, Mm -hmm. this pandemic is affecting you in more ways than you consciously are aware of. And there's so many things that you're likely holding that aren't even yours. Mm -hmm. We're held up with family in ways that we haven't been before. We're unable to do things that we normally would have been able to do before. A lot of our freedoms have been limited. And although you know, I'm sure this community is very positive and, and prides themselves on positive thinking and living. You're also a human being and you deserve support to process your thoughts, to process your feelings, to process your emotions. And as much as our partners, our children, our family love us, it's not their job. It's not their burden to bear to help us process and integrate what's going on right now, what's happened in the past. So find someone that you align with, do your research, get that support. And, you know, afterwards, even since that point in my life, it's just been a continued journey of finding things that make me feel like I am home if that makes sense, that this is who I am and that's enough. And this is safe here in this body, in this heart, in this being, and this is home. And that's what led me to NLP, which I'm now certified as a trainer in and I'm able to help other people with. And it led me to so many things I've dabbled with, um, sobriety over the years. I'm like currently in a state of sobriety where I'm not drinking. And even if I'm not in a state of sobriety, I don't drink all that often. And it's for like, it's more of a ritual, you know, versus what it was back then. Um, it's led me on journeys with psychedelics where I've unlocked things within my subconscious mind, within my body and been able to process it and integrate even further. Um, I will say, obviously I'm not a doctor and you have to find what's best for you, but I think just taking those first two steps and then trusting yourself to just keep taking steps after that is going to lead you to what feels most authentic to you. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing all of that, because I think that that is, there's a a few things there. Um, Awareness for sure being the first, allowing yourself to feel, allowing yourself to process all of those things. Mm -hmm. This is a very heightened time. I don't know how else to say other than it's very heightened. We are in a world where there is a lot of judgment anyways. I just feel it's amplified right now. It's amplified in such a way. What do you agree with? What is this? What's wrong with you? What's she's, and it's like, oh my gosh, can we just stop for a second? Because some of us are navigating a lot as it is that that just adds to it even more. So, you know, if you have to, I I often say, if you have to isolate yourself where I ironically in isolation, but if you have to isolate yourself from people that might be blood relatives, because you can't be in a space of their energy and yours, and you have, you have to come first and heal hundred percent. You have to come first and heal. And many years ago, I actually did step away from family completely because I, I didn't know how to handle what we had going on and navigating everyone else's opinions at the same time, just made it really hard for me to hear what I needed to do next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know me, I'm a big believer that boundaries are the most loving and compassionate thing you can do for yourself mm-hmm. and others. And, you know, that's speaking as someone who had zero boundaries 10 years ago to somebody who has very firm, firm Mm -hmm. boundaries now. And yeah, it's definitely, it's a, it's a shift. It's a reframe in the way that you think about yourself. I think first and foremost, because 
like access to you is a privilege. Access to your energy is a privilege Mm. to everything, to your time. All of it is a privilege. And when you can really acknowledge that and beyond acknowledging it, like sink into that as your truth and your reality, Mm -hmm. you'll, it, you'll just experience such ease around, you know, who you spend your time with and how you spend your time. And I think that in and of itself is so healing as well, regardless of what you're going through. hundred percent. I think it is so healing. I love then too, with those boundaries that allows you to take care of yourself as best possible Mm -hmm. so that you can then pour into yourself, have overflow so that you can do the work that you're meant to do in this world. I think that is such a missing piece here is that I say it all the time. We talk about boundaries we talk about self-care, but you have to pour into yourself to overflow in order to be able to tap into the gifts that you are meant to use, to be able to give to others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a tough, it's a tough one to land. And I, it's still one that I'm always going back to and always reminding myself of. So yes, it's all important. It's interesting because, um, I strongly believe that like the stories, the life that we live is how we become the expert of what we are here to teach on. Mm -hmm. And now that I understand more of that backstory of yours, It's a no brainer why you're so powerful at teaching what you do now. So can you share a little bit about what you do, how you support people, what that looks like and really what lights you up the most about it? Mm, Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you for asking. I currently support healers, light workers, coaches, and practitioners in integrating the wisdom of their subconscious mind and the power of their energy and you know channeling their their learnings their life experience their purpose their dharma into an authentically successful business online so in a nutshell i call myself an embodied business coach we dive so much deeper than just your business. I really focus on the human being behind the business because as Marsha has already pointed to, it's it's all about you, right? It's It's your story. It's your lived experience and how that serves a greater purpose and how you can channel that into creating a ripple effect with the gift of your life and being of service to a greater community. So some modalities I focus on are somatic experiencing and embodiment. I love teaching on the masculine and the feminine, especially with my lived experience of being so in the wounded masculine for so much of my life and now finding this beautiful integration of the polarity with the empowered masculine and the empowered feminine and, you know, how others can do that. I use master level NLP, hypnotherapy and time techniques, which is similar to timeline therapy. And of course, all of that allows us to tap into and plug into you and create a strategy for your business that is true to you. Because I'm a big believer there's no one size fits all way to be, do, or have anything, including a business that's wildly successful on your terms. So it's unique to every individual. And I think that's really my favorite part of it is that I got to take this life that I've lived and this journey that I've been on and make something of it Mm -hmm. and not only make something of it, but I get to support other people in doing the same. And I get the most satisfaction and sense of purpose out of knowing that there's this wide reaching global ripple effect happening because I said, yes, and chose myself and chose this path. And then someone and all of these people that I'm working with say yes, and they chose that path. And then the people they support say yes and choose that path. And I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it right now. That's 
that's my legacy. Like that really, I think back to that 20 year old version of me. I'm now 30 in case I didn't share that. <laughs> you didn't share it. You shared it in your notes. I was going to ask you because I, you do come across as somebody who has not the knowledge of a 30 year old. Let me just, I mean, I'm past that. So it's, I can say that, but not, you have more um, depth of knowledge and that's just because of what you've lived. Like I, like you've lived so much and what you've chosen to do with it. Yeah. So I think back to that 20 year old version of myself and it always gets me a little bit emotional because she would be so happy because it was so hard for her to choose the other path, the path that I'm on now, it would have been a lot easier to just keep going, but I knew that I would have lost out on so much. And she had to be really brave to say, okay, I choose this. And she continued to choose it every single day, all the way up to here and now, and I'm still choosing it. And I think that's the most fulfilling thing that I'll ever do at least up until now I can Mm -hmm. say in my life I love it you you did choose again every day and I think that I just want to tap into that for anybody who's listening is the fact that once you make the choice to do the work to go in the direction that fulfills you the most that allows you to pay it forward you still make those conscious choices every day. It's not, I think that is a real misconception that people think that you, I actually just had a conversation with somebody this, this morning and she's like, surely you get to a space in your business where you don't have to work with anyone. I'm like, actually, that's a massive radar. If you get that feeling like you're making that about you, I'm not you, but this is what I said to the person that is, that's an ego thing. You, you are never you're always learning. I think when you sign up to play this role, and I think we all are capable of playing this role of making an impact in others' lives, you are signing up for lifelong learning and growing. Yeah, you really are. Mm -hmm. And um, some days it's beautiful and easy and it all just flows. And other days it's really fucking hard and messy. Some days it's messy and you wonder what the hell you're doing and why you woke up and chose that today and yesterday and the day before that and so on. But ultimately I would rather be sitting here. Like if I were to die today, that's what I always think of. Sounds a little morbid, but maybe that's just my Scorpio rising. (laughs) She's she's okay with, you know, a little woo and talking about this, but um, if I were to die today, I would be so wildly satisfied. Sure. Of course, there's so many other things that I want and intend to do and create in this Mm -hmm. life. But as of right now, I've, I've, I have a legacy and it's beautiful. And to me, that's, that's all I really wanted ever. That's all I really needed was to leave my mark on the world. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. And I think, I, I think if you could even, and it's, some people might take that as a morbid thing, but if you could come to a space every day of like, am I using my gifts to their fullest today? Like if something happened, what regrets would I have? And literally the word regrets is something I ask myself every day when it comes time to say yes or no to something. I'm like, would I regret this if I don't do it? And sometimes what happens is the first thing that jumps in that says, yeah, but how, and it's interesting, right? I would love, I know I'm not the only one with this, but Mm -hmm. this is the piece is that it's like, if I would regret it, then say yes, and you will figure it out. And I've learned to trust that in the process. But what does that mean for people who are listening? And then all of a sudden, but how jumps in and we get so analytical in our thinking, what is going on in our brain and subconscious brain at this point? I may piss some people off. Please do. (laughs) Yeah. The short version is the how isn't always it's often not up to you. Mm -hmm. Um, the amount of times in my life that I've said yes, or decided this is what's happening and created the plan and it doesn't go to plan, but all works out and oftentimes better or easier than I could have expected. I don't have enough fingers and toes to count. So if you're like me and you're a little 
type A, you got some big Capricorn energy, maybe, which I have a lot of, and you want to make the plan, make the plan, make the plan, let your, let your butt house get out of your head because that is where they don't belong. Right. My philosophy is out of the head into the heart. If your heart is the first thing that says, yeah, this is for me. If I think to my, the silver fox, I always call it the future, my future self, I'm always looking out for the silver fox. If I think of her or him or them, and they would regret me like not doing this, then okay, Mm -hmm. let's do it. And if those, but hows come into your head, it's as simple as just dumping it, like get it out of your head so you can get back into your heart. Think of all the ways it could work out. Mm -hmm. Create a couple action steps for yourself if that makes you feel better, if that's going to help you move forward toward it. And once you've done that, get grounded and centered and back connected with that place that said yes for the first time, right? That place in your body that was like, yeah, this needs to happen. Mm -hmm. Go back there because that's actually your guiding force. That's what guided you toward that person, that place, that thing, that experience, that's, what's going to guide you to the how, even on the days where it feels like the how isn't present, the how is not happening. Does that make sense? A lot of sense. And I thank you for saying that a lot of sense. I find sometimes when I get into the, the masculine, how, and the steps Mm -hmm. that I then go into journaling and write down I'm so excited for all the ways that this worked out. I'm so excited for all the opportunities that unfolded. I'm so excited for all the people that crossed my path because it puts me into an expansive train of thought as opposed to this, like, but I can't see the actual lane right in front of me. And I'm not meant to see that lane. So I just think that that's, I appreciate you mentioning that because I think it's important for people to be able to just reframe it differently. And be aware of all the alternate possibilities. And you actually just did it so perfectly with your hands there. It's like standing in a dark room with a flashlight and a flashlight is very focal, right? So you're only looking at what it's focused on yet in that room. There's so many alternate possibilities. There's so many other things that you could be looking at. There's so many other things around you. And Mm -hmm. so when you're all wrapped up in the how, and it's got to happen this one way, and this is the only way that makes sense to me, Mm -hmm. then you are completely blocked from all of the other million and one ways that it could happen. And chances are, you know, maybe they're easier. Maybe that things work out better when you're on one of those paths versus one that you think you have to be on because it's the only way that logically consciously makes sense to you. I love that. I I love the flashlight analogy and I will definitely be referring and using that again because that's really, really good. Like you could be in this most beautiful expansive room with so many possibilities, but you can still only see the beam of the light in front of you if Mm -hmm. that's what you focus on. So what you focus on expands, right? So if you start to allow your brain to focus on possibilities, it starts to see other things that are available to you or at least keeps you open to receiving them. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Awesome. That is just so powerful. And I love it. I would love to know if you would share with us, what has been your biggest lesson in receiving and how did you learn how to do that? Hmm. My biggest lesson in receiving and how did I learn to do it? Hmm. That was really born out of that time, that window of my life where I realized I'd been giving so much Mm -hmm. of my time, my energy, my attention, my love, my body, uh, and not receiving anything, or I was giving with the intention of receiving. And so it was keeping me in this constant loop of depletion, right? Mm -hmm. So when I made that choice and said, it's me time at the time, whoever me is Mm -hmm. time to figure that out. That was when I really began receiving, receiving support from my therapist, receiving support from people that were near and dear to me in my life who were on board with the direction I was taking my life. Mm -hmm. And 
it was really uncomfortable at first. Something as simple as receiving a compliment would make my skin crawl Mm -hmm. because I felt that I hadn't done anything or given anything to receive it. And so through a lot of that inner work in therapy and on my own time, I was able to come to this place where, like I said, I felt safe here in this body. I felt secure here in this body. And I recognize this body as home for my life force, for my soul. And I was able to fill my cup and, and filling my cup was really building that muscle of receiving Mm -hmm. because you have to be able to receive, to fill your cup. That's the only way it actually really works. And then as time went on, I was able to really easily receive from others. Mm -hmm. So I started a business that I felt really comfortable and safe receiving clients. I felt really comfortable and safe receiving money. I met a really great guy and I felt comfortable and safe receiving love. And I've just really made a big part of my focus in my life, not just be it's beyond my mission, but just for me personally and my personal intention for myself and my life to expand my capacity to receive that because how we receive one thing is how we receive everything, right? It's just like how we do one thing is how we do everything. I, that quote, I live by that quote. And I have some people who just adamantly disagree with it. I love that quote because that's always my reminder that, I mean, I can't live this way over here and expect life to look this way over here because Mm -hmm. you at all times, you are your business. I, I don't care what business you're in. You are your business. So if you don't take any time to heal yourself, fill yourself, receive, give to yourself, then your business, even if you have success over here, you're never going to hold it. You'll never sustain it. It'll like, and we've seen, we've all seen no judgment because I've done it where we have the entrepreneur that like grows, 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 crashes, grows, crashes, because it's, there's, you're not expanding in that time to be able to hold the success that you've been creating for yourself. Yeah. If, and like, that's such a beautiful gateway for the divine feminine because the divine feminine wants to feel and experience all things as we feel and experience them now, not later mm-hmm. now. And that can be intimidating to some because you have to be okay with riding the waves, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Experiencing and feeling all things as we feel it. And it's through that, that we're able to expand our capacity, So if you want to receive more, receive more money, more love, more success, more clients, whatever it is, then you need to expand your capacity to feel and hold that Mm -hmm. in your body because more money, more clients, more success is going to require more feeling, more space holding. And if you're keeping yourself here in this finite little ball, this safe zone where you're like, I I can hold these three clients and I can hold, you know, 5K a month and I can hold this much love from my partner and people in my life, then this is as good as it will get. Mm -hmm. There's no room. There's no room for anything else. Yeah. There's no room. When you expand and familiarize your nervous system with the feeling, right, of having more, receiving more, holding more, then when it lands, it's not foreign, it's familiar. Okay, that is absolute gold what you just said there. That's so good. Um, That's so good. And that is by training your system to be able to hold, expand, hold, expand, hold. 
I love that. I absolutely love that. And I've learned so much from you through Rachel, through my NLP, still always a student of learning and will never say that I have it all figured out because I know that I don't. I'm certainly humble enough. I just always look at it and go, okay, compared to where I was a year ago, I'm learning. I'm learning and that, and I'm proud of that growth. I think we have to be able to do that. Um, I just, oh, I love everything you're saying. And I could talk to you for so long. I want to respect your time too. I wanted a couple quick questions for you. What has been your most powerful, you might've said it, but I think you could tie it up. What has been your most powerful lesson you've had to unlearn? Mm. I've got a, I've got to quote my, my idol, one of my heroes, Brene Brown and say, cause she says it so beautifully. So they're her words, not mine. You can stand outside of your story and let it own you and continue to hustle for your worth. Or you can stand in it, own it and make the conscious choice to write the ending. Yes. All yes, yes, yes. That's like, literally I've used that quote multiple times in this, that, that quote was a turning point for me in my life. And it's so powerful when you learn how to not stand in your story and be the victim and hustle mm-hmm. for worthiness and hide from shame, all of the things that go with it. I think there's so much power when you learn how to, I say, stand on it, but share from that point. Love yeah. that. Thank you for that. That's such a beautiful quote. And it's, it's just so powerful. Okay. Where can people connect with you and where do you hang out the most? I hang out on Instagram. You can come connect with me there. My username is ashleyperkins.co. And you can learn more about me and the magic that I co-create with other epic humans on my website, which is also www.ashleyperkins.co. Awesome. Awesome. I will make sure it's all in the show notes. I have one last question that I want to ask you, and it is what lesson in life are you most grateful for? Oh, so many good questions, Marsha. I you think. I do love to make you think. Mm, the lesson in life I am most grateful for. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's safe to trust yourself. Mm. Trusting yourself is where everything that is meant for you unfolds so beautifully and in ways beyond your wildest imagination. That's beautiful. Love it. Absolutely love it. There's so much magic and gold nuggets in what you've dropped today and what you've shared with everyone. And I just thank you so much for being here, for being vulnerable, for allowing others to see themselves in your story and for sharing so many ways of how you can shift your thinking, expand your mind, shift your life, create change, and literally rewrite your story. So I adore you, Ashley, and I'm so grateful for you. The feeling is mutual. I adore you. Thank you so much for having me on as a guest. Time flew by. This was so much fun. My pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.